Hello, everyone. My name is Carter Sherwood, and today's podcast will be all about the 2015 movie Spotlight. In simplest terms, it's a group of journalists trying to expose pedophile priests in Boston. Uh, to kind of explain that a little more, it's specifically a group of four who are assigned a task to unravel a um, and expose um, a covered-up story about a certain percentage. I think I think it was six percent of priests that um, molested children um, at different parishes. I think is what they're called. Um, I will be reviewing the movie today, as well as taking or talking about something that I realized while watching it. Um, uh, previously, I had a guest with me. I do not this time because I wanted to kind of share my own thoughts without anyone else's. I know that having someone else's thoughts may be beneficial, but I I just want to be able to tell my my personal thoughts. And there's also something that I kind of took from it that someone else that isn't necessarily in like the digital media field, they might not be able to realize it or might not pay attention to it or care about it. So that's why I'm doing this by myself this time. Um, so I'm going to start with just the, my overall thoughts on the movie and talk about why and if I enjoyed it. So yeah, in my first viewing of Spotlight, I actually did really enjoy the film. I'm not really too big on those kinds of films. Uh, I'm more of like a big action, uh, you know, superheroes for some reason, or like um, uh, comedy and that kind of stuff. But for what it was and for not knowing about what it was before uh, like two weeks ago, I, th- I thought it was really good. And I legitimately did enjoy the, the, the movie. Um, and the ratings and box office like backed that up. Like it was a, a good film to watch. Um, I went and found the ratings. Uh, it was a 97% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And according to IMBD, it grossed $98 million during its initial release, which is pretty good for maybe not being from a bigger production company and maybe not having the, uh, having the media, exposure like a lot of these other films do with bigger universes like the MCU and DC and like uh, Fox and all that. So um, besides that though, there were times where the movie seemed kind of repetitive with my initial thought being when Sasha and Robbie would just continuously go visit McLeish and get essentially nothing from it. I, I, every time they walked inside that building, every time they sat inside that little office, that little conference room with McLeish, I was like, well, what's the point of this? They're not going to get anything from it. Why do I have to see this? Um, but I think it ended up actually being kind of essential to the film and almost necessary to have it feel repetitive for a couple of reasons, which I want to tackle later when I talk about something else and you'll see why. Um, 
it, it felt more rewarding in terms of just the story of the of the movie. It, it, the audience maybe was like, "Oh, thank goodness, finally, that's nice. I finally get to see uh, something happen." McLeish finally gave them the names, and there was an understanding of why he didn't. Now, thank you. I like that. Now to go to the storytelling portion of the film. I think the way they told the story uh, was really well done and kind of fun to follow. They could have gone a route where they decided to follow one character's story the entire time and have everyone else's business off screen. But they mostly put everything that the characters did on the screen. Like, instead of just following Sasha and what she did, instead of just following Mike and his meetings with Garbedian and his meeting with the, the victim and the survivor and going to Florida, coming back, getting the, the documents. We got to see that on top of Sasha and Robbie meeting with McLeish. We got to see a little side details in there too. We got uh, with Mike uh, ending up finding out that there's a, a pedophile that lives down the street from him. And he puts that little note on the fridge saying, don't go near that house. I thought that was a pretty nice little detail. Um, you also have the the whole uh, kind of argument of should they be tackling the story? Is it worth the time? And the, like the executive is going, you, you see the executive editor or chief editor, I forget, uh, actually going to sue the Catholic church in a sense. Um, and I really like that. I really like that. I think it was a good way to keep the attention of the audience. I think it made us like focus more because if we look away for a second or get up and go do something for like a, just a millisecond, a snap, you could miss something pretty major in detail. Um, like with all the other, like, victims if you look away you could miss an entire victim story you yeah it's you really do have to pay attention in this film and i, I like that because it is a pretty um like accurate depiction of the actual thing which is another thing i want to bring up I, I love that part of the storytelling where it actually is an accurate like visualization of the event that took place and according to ScreenRant.com, Spotlight did a fantastic job telling such a difficult story of history for what they told. Um, they told it from when they picked up the idea, uh, they picked up the case to their first article they published. Everything in between there was extremely accurate. And ScreenRant also said that after what the movie uh, shows, they go on to produce, I think, 600 more articles is what they said. It's insane. Uh, I think it's a pretty trustworthy film for someone who does want more information on Spotlight. Um, not only that, but I, I think the accuracy also makes it a little more entertaining, knowing that it is a real life event. It's it's cooler to me. That might just be me. 
I, I'm sure there's other people that feel that way, but to me, it makes it, it makes it cooler. It really does to be able to tell it, it such a good story, have it accurate, knowing that it's real is just, it, it's cool to me. Now I want to move on to the acting choices. Those, I think they were pretty good overall. Everyone did a fantastic job playing their character. And it was like, it was definitely a believable performance. I think they each played off of each other very well and they played their parts very well. Um, one thing I found funny to myself, and this is just like a, a personal thing. It has nothing to do with the actual movie uh, was Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> not because of spotlight or like he didn't do bad in spotlight. He did really good, especially in that scene sort of near the end when they're talking about what to publish. I think it was, he gets really angry and upset. I thought that was really good. Anyway, I couldn't stop seeing him as the Hulk for like the first half of the movie. And that's because I've watched like almost every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so I've seen Mark Ruffalo many other times as Bruce Banner, as Hulk. So I keep seeing him like, wait, that's not that's not Bruce Banner. That's um Mike Rin, Mike R. I don't know. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, no, but actors, very believable story. They played the parts very well. They they turned the real life event very like into a movie perfectly, I think. You could tell uh, part of the storytelling, you could tell when an important piece of evidence was found as well. Like you could see the momentum building up to getting that piece. Which, uh, to bring back the repetitiveness part with Sasha and Robbie, I think the repetitiveness kind of built it up. You know what I mean? And the writers and directors definitely did not rush the story to get to points of evidence. I think, I think the flow of the story was very nice. There was no rushing. It, it didn't seem like slow at all the a two-hour film went by pretty fast um there was a point where it was a little confusing and it might have just been me and my disability to not be able to track a story very well i don't know but when when 9-11 happened in their movie the timeline kind of got like confusing to me and I got kind of lost because it seemed like one second it was the day of 9-11 you could see it on the screen you'd see everyone freaking out you could see them wanting to write stories about it covering it and all of a sudden it's just back to spotlight back to getting the pedophilic priests eventually they do clear it up they do clear it up eventually it's like they say something like it's been six weeks since 9-11 or something like that. And now I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not like the same week or like a day or two after. Okay. Okay. So, and then I got back on track. So it, it did take them a little bit to clear up. Thankfully they did. But overall, overall the story flowed nicely. You could, you could tell when certain things were going to happen. And one thing I want to point out, um, the ending of the movie, I called the very final line 
when everyone's down in the spotlight room, taking the calls, it's super busy. Robbie just kind of walks through slowly and looks at everything. I pause the movie when he gets like towards his office. I'm like, he's going to pick up the phone in his office, say spotlight, and the movie's going to end. I just know it. I just know that's what's going to happen. And what happened? Exactly that. And I got up and I was like, what did I say? I knew it. I knew it. Movie, you cannot trick me anymore. I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, but there was nothing else like that where it was like seeming like, oh, this is going to happen. I couldn't read the entire movie like a book. You know what I mean? That I just thought that was kind of interesting how I saw that happen or happening. Uh, at, moving on from the storytelling aspect, something this movie made me realize is the amount of excruciating work it actually takes to be a great journalist. Um, Spotlight gave me an accurate glimpse into the world of journalism, and I'm grateful that I did because. I I obviously realized that writing a good story isn't like a one-day kind of task. It takes time to get an accurate story, one that people care about, one that people like, and one that people will remember. But I didn't realize like the extent of how difficult it is. The lengths the characters have to go in order to actually get information they need is is impressive like back when they did it in like what 2001 they also didn't have like social media they didn't have uh easier forms of communication through texting they they had phones but it definitely wasn't as easy as it is today like they make phone calls and they talk over the phone all the time but like nowadays it, it it's easier it definitely is you can email, you do all that. Um, but no, in, in order to be a great journalist, or sorry, sorry, um, I have a few examples of like the lengths they go through. And the first one I have is to be a great journalist, you have to be able to persevere. And I think that is one of the themes of this, uh, of this story. I don't want to say movie. Because I know it, it is a movie, but it's it's a story too, as well. And I, the the persevere the persevere part, I think I get that more from the story that it's telling, and not like the movie. Like I would get it from a book as well, is what I'm trying to say. In spot, like the journalists are, they're, they're shut down on multiple occasions, and like. They never give up. They never just stop and say, oh, well, we can't get that. Like, for example, when uh, Mike constantly gets rejected from Garbedian to get a uh, interview with a victim, he doesn't just stop. He goes, he goes through so much to be able to actually get an interview with a victim. And I think, I think when he is, is, trying to get the documents, the sealed documents. Um, he, he goes all the way to Florida, first of all. And then he realizes something 
that the documents are going to be made public. So he calls Garbedian, I think it is, tells him, hey, you don't let anyone see those documents. They're mine. And he ends up getting a phone call again. Mike does. Sorry, excuse me. Mike gets another phone call saying, hey, Garbedian, let the publics or the documents be public. Sorry. Um, and so he goes, gets on an airplane, goes back to Florida. He goes through so much just to get those documents. Hell, even when he gets back, they tell him, oh, uh, no, these aren't public in the records room in the courthouse. And he could have easily given up there. He's already gone through so much to get these damn things. But no, he he's like, all right, where's a judge? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's neat. He goes up and finds a judge. And he gets the, gets the documents that are rightfully open to the public. And I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was great, great um, visualization of perseverance. I have another example, Sasha and Robbie. When they're constantly shut down, shut down by McLeish, and that's where I tie in the repetitiveness, if I could say that word, repetitiveness from earlier. Um, I think that's why it is important that they they showed the constant rejection from McLeish in Sasha and Robbie's part, because it, it shows that to be a journalist, you can't just stop. You can't just stop bugging people. It, 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 you need information, and you know people. You know the people that have it. You can't stop until you get it. And that I think the repetitiveness and the perseverance by Sasha and Robbie is a great example of that. And one, one final like moment of perseverance is kind of like the entire story, the entire. Uh, story that spotlight is given the globe didn't want to tell it what was it five years before they didn't think it was important spotlight was handed it and the the globe constantly was trying to shut it down because they didn't think it was important enough there was a time where it kind of seemed like it stalemated them getting the information and i don't know his name the guy with the white spiky hair was like all right this isn't worth it shut it down and they're like no we're so close and he's like you only have like one priest and they're like no we have 13 and he's like what which i think is pretty cool because that means their work is paying off and kind of giving the globe a reason to keep the story alive in a sense which i think is really cool so Overall, I really just thought it was a really good movie. Um, the story was amazing, obviously accurate, accurate, and I would recommend it to anyone uh, who does want to know more about uh, the, the whole spotlight group and the ex the explosion explosion exposure of um <laughs> of that of of the um of like the, the Catholic priests in the Catholic church and how they covered everything up. Um, even if, even if you really aren't interested in that, it's still something cool to learn about. Like I didn't really know much about it before I knew something had happened. I didn't know about the spotlight group. 
I didn't know about the whole cover up. I didn't know about this law guy. It, it's just a cool movie to watch. And especially if you want to get a, a like, to, uh, if, if you want to open your world up to the world of journalism, it's something to, uh, to sit down and enjoy. So thank you for listening. Um, that's all I have left. So have a good rest of your guys' day.